0: Hey hey hey! Welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime podcast with your host Maddie Matt along with
1: Gabby Gab
0: and Todd Fox. Today, Todd Fox will be narrating. Uh, welcome you guys. Hope you guys enjoy what we do. With all that being said, we want to let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type in Grinding True Crime. There you can follow our page, like our page, subscribe to our page. And we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Especially subscribe. You're listening to us, but you ain't subscribed to us. So subscribe to us, please. (laughs) We appreciate that. Also, if you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, just go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine. And for those outside of the U.S., continue to listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser. Real quick, we want to let you guys know We have been delayed due to technical difficulties in our studio. Some of our equipment is down, and it might be down for quite some time. So we haven't been doing live shows, which I know you guys love and enjoy and you miss it. So bear with us, please. We are trying to get the proper equipment uh, so that we can bring back our uh, excitement when we go live. So in the meantime, just bear with us. We might not be live until probably the end of this month. January, possibly. Possibly January. So just bear with us, and uh, we apologize for the delay. That is part of the reason why you haven't heard from us in a while, because of the the delay of our equipment. So bear with us. With all that being said, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Top Fox got a story for us to enjoy, so Top Fox, you have the floor.
2: Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, just to, real quick to follow up on what you were saying, it's the holiday season, and, and we're going to be getting some new equipment, but just in the meantime, it seemed like right when we're about ready to, to start off everything that we've been promising for the last couple months with the extra episodes, Patreon, all that other stuff, the, the mixer took a crap, and that's like 400 bucks right there. So we are got one on order. It should be here soon, so um, it, it, we, we should be okay. But for right now... Uh, we're going to start this episode uh, together. We're actually in the same room, and uh, we're doing it <laughs> off a laptop, which I, we have been able to use the studio equipment. Man, it's been a long
0: time since we had to pull this equipment out, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, the show must go on. You,
2: you got it. You kept it. Yes. <laughs> so let's get started, shall we? Um, this one's going to be a head scratcher tonight. It's gonna, It's. gonna. Uh, I'm warning you guys in advance. It's not one of those. I mean, obviously, each one of these cases is... Tough to deal with, with you know, dealing with the victims and whatnot. But this one is going to piss you off because there's some Johnsons, <laughs> and uh, and and it really, this case should not have took this long to to, to get solved. Oh wow! So uh, th- there's a little spoiler alert before we get started. But uh, this one's a head scratcher, and uh, surprise, surprise, we won't be in Los Angeles. We'll be in Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. So, so, yeah, we'll be in Midwest, uh, United States. Sweet. And uh, tonight's uh, victim that we're going to talk about um, and we're going to honor a bit is uh, uh, Fawn Cox. Her name is (laughs) Fawn Cox. Um, It's spelled F-A-W-N. She was born March 24th, 1973 in Kansas, Missouri. She was the oldest of three daughters to her family. Um, She was really close to her mother, uh, Felissa. Uh, growing up in the neighborhood where they lived it wasn't the greatest part of Kansas City Missouri Um, there was a lot of uh, crime drugs uh, in the late 70s early 80s so you had a lot of those kind of issues going on so um, so there was a lot of crime and and issues that she had to uh, grow up with and around Uh, again it wasn't the roughest neighborhood in Missouri but it was kind of shady I think we've all lived in the neighborhood, us three.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially Matt. <laughs>
0: for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in like the okay part to source, of semi dangerous part of Inglewood. You were in the roughest part, bro. Yeah. So you have some experience with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but despite this, the family of five uh, would do well um, in their modest two story home. Uh, it was a 1950s wooden, typical American two story home. Um, you know, a hard working father, a uh, homemaking mother, and uh, three daughters uh, living in the uh, house at that time. Uh, they were all uh, churchgoers. Uh, they attended church regularly. Um, they were all uh, preteen, her younger sisters were in their preteens, so they were around like 13, 15. She was uh, closer to uh, 18 years old at this point. Uh, She was real close uh, with the pastor as well. Uh, She did uh, things for the choir. Uh, She was involved in a lot of the uh, after-school programs for the the church. So, you know, uh, she was well-respected, you know, a a promising young teenager.
1: Yeah, doesn't sound like a troublemaker or anything.
2: Not at all. Yeah, she was good in school, and she also did all her chores. So, um, you know, for the type of kids that lived in that neighborhood... Um, you know, she was definitely a standout. Um, so, uh, what happened next is, um, you know, the family had issues making rent sometimes. They were, you know, they, they sometimes putting food on the, pla- on the table was t- difficult, but they somehow would always survive and Fawn would help out with those bills where she could because she would get a part-time job. Whereas most teenagers, you know, would think of themselves, you know, like they mooch off their parents. And then when they get a job, it's like, oh, what am I going to waste my money Mm on? That's how I was. (laughs) How about you guys?
1: No, for me, I could say I was like her. I was very responsible. I got my first job and I wouldn't really plan what I'm going to spend my money on. I Mm -hmm. made sure that I took care of the bills I agreed to help dad with. And I would put that money aside and hand it to him. Whatever I had left over, then...
0: I would go out. okay uh, I was the opposite as well. Um, whatever money I could get I kind of saved it. I didn't really spend it on you know unnecessarily unnecessary things so I was quite the opposite as well.
2: Well, let me ask you guys this. Since I, I'm the, the, since I'm the abnormal, <laughs> one, I'm the one that was like, "No, that's my money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying rent, but I'm going to buy my own stuff." Uh, did, did your parents provide stuff for you guys when you were younger? Like, as far as like the stuff you guys How how,
0: how young?er Are we talking about? Are we talking teenagers? Or? I'm talking
2: about like maybe ten and above.
0: Yeah, for the most part, my parents provided for me, um, especially my mom. She made sure we had clothing. No, but I'm talking
2: about like uh, if a Nintendo came around. Oh, no. No, no. BMX bike. My my dad,
0: a little bit. You know, he'll buy us, he bought us the PlayStation, you know, until it went on sale. You know, Mm -hmm. not right away, but you got it. But I got it,
2: you know. What about you, Dad?
1: For me, I mostly like, I wouldn't really request big things. I was very simple with my request. Mm -hmm. My dad did try to spoil me as much as he could, but if it came like, The one thing I really wanted always was rollerblades. I never got one. Never got a set of those. But it was because my mom was always ill. My dad's the only one working. Got four kids. Had to do everything by himself. So, I mean, when he could, he would. But yeah, okay. For the most part, it was difficult. Yeah, I
0: wasn't getting no uh, Jordans and. You know, 19, no I, Nintendo. I we was getting get shacks at Payless and, and, and <laughs> airwalks and stuff like that, which I was grateful for. You know, I had shoes on my fe- feet, but it wasn't until I got a little older in my teenage years when I started hustling, when I provided my own stuff that I wanted, because, you know, you know how kids are. They make fun of you. Hey, you're wearing a Payless shoe? Yeah. You little bastard. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was talking about, because, I mean, like, for her, you know, Fawn was out there, you know she's putting money to any kind of bills so she's putting her money to the family she's also saving it and able to buy some of the things that she wants to mm-hmm. uh, and we'll get into the job that she had right now um, so with aspirations you know sh- during the summertime after school she started working at an amusement park picking up uh, one to two ships mm. you know selling tickets for rides or merchandise or just admission mm, Okay. So there's no cell phone bills at this time. So she's she's able to get herself some things for herself. And then she's also able to, like I said, pitch in for the other bills. So she's doing a good job right here. And um, so she makes a purchase like of Nintendo's, you know, gets gets a few games. Because right at that time, in the time we're talking about right now, it's, you know, it's the... Um, it's 1989, the height of Nintendo. Like those games are everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> right?
1: Well, you had to blow into the thing in order to clear the dust.
2: Yeah, use rubbing <laughs> Make alcohol. It work. You used rubbing alcohol? Yeah, I used to use rubbing alcohol if it was too dusty and it wouldn't work. Right.
1: Yeah, with a Q-tip. Yep. Okay. There
2: you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, she was she was not selfish at all. But we have a date now. That was oh, fast. No. It is fast. But we're, I'm just wanted to build that little thing about. Fawn being a, you know, she's a pretty young young girl, and you know, she's got a lot of, you know, she's doing good in school. She's got a job, you know, so her future looks bright. Mm-hmm. But it gets cut short. Aww. Um, on July 26, 1989, her sister and mother come by to pick her up after a long shift at the amusement park. She's pretty tired and she wanted to knock out really early. Uh, and so it was like 11 p.m. by the time they got home. Uh When they got home, um, she went straight to bed. Now, they're on the the second story, and if you live in the Midwest during the summer times, just like on the east coast, southeast coast of the United States, but in the Midwest especially, you have a lot of humidity. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty hot, it's pretty sticky, and they have, like I said, a two-bedroom home, and on the bottom floor, there's there's, uh, there's the uh, front room, the bathroom, the kitchen, in the parents' room, upstairs is the is the uh, two sisters' room, and her younger sister's room. And then there's Fawn's room. But the only um, level of the house that has an air conditioner is their mom's room. Oh, so okay. so they left their door open. And again, they're not the richest family, so they have an old AC that makes a lot of noise. Mm. And they also have a small pregnant dog. And they you know the, the two sisters, you know they don't want to sleep upstairs when it's so hot mm-hmm. so one of them is not there at this on this particular night she's out babysitting the other one decides to sleep on the couch adjacent to the mother and father's uh, room so that leaves Fawn all by up uh, by herself upstairs okay. so that's that's where the night's going to go so there's no central air and heating in this home. So, dang. yeah, her, um, her youngest sister, uh, Amber is, is the one sleeping downstairs. So, uh, her other sister, uh, was, was earning side money. Like I said, babysitting at another person's house, um, down the street. So mm-hmm. she's, she's down the street doing her thing. Uh, so, um, let's move ahead here. Um, the dog was very pregnant and that particular night was barking at random points of the night, and it, but it stayed in the room because it was about ready to burst at any moment. It was going to have puppies. She mm-hmm. couldn't move. Yeah, but the dog was barking a little bit, and the air conditioning was making a lot of noise. So the you know they were the parents were just like oh shut up you know but but they, they knew the 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 dog was pregnant so you kind of just like oh it is what it is try to comfort the dog go back to sleep, but the dog. May have heard something mm-hmm. that particular night, and we'll just never know. So, uh, with that being said, the night went by. It was now nine thirty the next morning. This is granted on the weekend; it's not a weekday. And the alarm for you know when you the old school alarm clocks that you plug in, how it would start off real low. And then Mm -hmm. gradually higher higher, Uh and higher and louder and louder. So they're upstairs, and despite the air conditioning being on, they turn it off, and they hear Fawn's um, alarm. super loud all the way from upstairs. And it's just, uh, 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 beeping loud. And then her sister wakes up, and she's like, what's going on with Fawn? You know, uh, her alarm's off. Well, she's got to be somewhere. Let's go wake her up. You know, let's get her... Out of, out of bed. So her mom, uh, Amber and Fel- Felissa, go upstairs, and they get to her room. And as they walk into the room, they're like, hey, Fawn, it's time to get up. And they see that she's on her back, and she doesn't look good. And so they go over to her, and they touch her, and she's cold. And they see that she's laid out with bruises on her neck. And oh, crap. Yeah, and, and uh, she had mm. been... It looked like she had been sexually assaulted. Dang. So they screamed. They they tried to do CPR, and 1980 CPR, you know, is... Not, not that, like now. Yeah, and not that many people know about it. Yeah. yeah. So they, their initial instinct is to call 911. 911 got there, first responders, and they just realized she passed. She was already gone. Mm. She'd been gone for a couple hours. Um, The detective... Mm. Detectives got there and and started to to process the crime scene and realized that she had been beaten and raped. And that there had been quite a few things taken from her room.
1: I'm not going to lie. That's my concern when it's freaking hot and I have our fan on in the room Mm -hmm. and it's super loud. I wonder, like, if something was going on with my kids, I'm not going to be able to hear. So then my subconscious, I can't sleep and I'll go open the window and just deal with it and turn off the fan cuz that freaks me out that nobody will hear you.
2: Yeah, and th- and that's what you're what you're thinking about right now, the her bedroom window wide open. Mm. So So
1: somebody came in through there.
2: Someone came in through the window.
0: Yeah, see, growing up, we were and especially where I was born and raised, we had bars on our windows, <laughs> lock bars on our our doors yeah we, we we even now when I go into someone's house and they have a window wide open, like me subconsciously is like, hey, close the window,
1: yep mm-hmm. you're always telling me stuff yeah, why you got the window wide open <laughs> close it. I need air close
0: it, <laughs> Yeah. Cause I, I i I grew up in the hood I you know things happen,
2: yeah, they sure do, and that's the that's the problem like in this situation, you're just looking to stay cool, mm-hmm. and someone came in there and murdered her, so Obviously, the Johnsons show up and they're trying to
1: blame the dad, pin
2: it on the dad. Are you serious? Like, yeah. They they talk to the dad. The dad relays a story that I've been in the bed with the wife all night. The dog was pregnant, was barking a little bit. The AC's too loud. He had to physically turn the AC on and be like, Look, can you hear anything from upstairs? Like, like have one of your Johnsons yell down from upstairs. You can't hear it. So, I mean, that was the initial thing was, well, it was, do you know of anybody else? Do you owe money? They start dipping into his background and not seeing the fact that he had an attractive young daughter that could have been marked by anybody around the neighborhood Mm -hmm. because of, you know, how nice she was and maybe a little trusting, you know? So, uh, again, the police would summarize that the intruder came through the second window uh, climbing off an adjacent camper next to a building. So they used that as a, um, as a uh, sort of like a ladder to get onto Mm -hmm. the roof. And then Mm -hmm. there was like a little awning to where you could climb into her her bedroom. So it was like older style home. So they were able to gain access that way. So at this point, There's a lot of crime, like I said, in that neighborhood, but there's not a lot of murder. So this one grips the the community because of who she was and because everyone started to think this could happen to us, too. Yeah. So in the the heat of summer or when it's about to get the heat of summer, people are closing their windows. They're locking their doors. They're getting a firearm.
1: Damn.
2: So, yeah.
1: whole night with no air coming through.
2: Oof. Yeah. So there was some forensic stuff that they would find in the room. Obviously, there was semen. There was a little bit of blood. Um, she had scraped the perpetrator. So there's some things that well, they she did, did. fight back. Yeah, she fought back. Um, problem is nobody.
1: DNA in her nails, but they're not.
2: Yeah, and this is 1989. Yep. And, and like the pre or the, the very start of DNA, or at least where they were able to get a good sense of somebody was 92, 93 around there. So you're still four years away when this case went down. Um, so they did a great job. This is what I will say. The the Johnsons sucked in this one, but the actual people that did the detective work first night and also the crime scene people did a great job of getting as much hair and, and, and also DNA for future storage. Okay. Mm. And there's a couple cases that We'll get into later on that um, they didn't store the stuff right, and the DNA was lost. We've talked about that too. Oh
1: my god! But but
2: fortunately, this one the DNA was not lost. Um. So that so there was some on the uh, there was blood stains on the comforter that they found too, and um, so this case would quickly quickly go um, cold. Really, it would go cold, and. The thing is, with all the evidence that they had, they really didn't have any fingerprints. Fingerprints was something they could trace to, to somebody like that. Yeah. The only thing they had though was a couple months later they were saying, "Well, the Nintendo was taken. There was a camera that was taken. <laughs> there's cartridges. There's other things in the in the." The house. Well, by the way, you are trademarking tooken. Yep, oh, yeah, definitely. I am not going to take it. We're, <laughs> we're tooken. We're staying on the tooken train. Damn it! It's a trademark. You know. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Fine, Fine. <laughs> I screwed it up. I am owning it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Um. So yeah, as those things were tooken, <laughs> um, there was there was some items at the crime scene that were found outside the 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 window on the bottom. You know, by the you know, the perpetrator left some things, mm-hmm. but he stuff did they yeah,
1: stuff they took in.
2: Yes, stuff they took in. They were not able okay. to completely walk away with it. Oh, okay. So. Um,
1: well, that's proof that somebody came in through the window and left the window.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then there was something that kind of got the detectives wondering more. Before this case went cold, they were looking in the sister's room. And, the sis- and and they saw that some things in the sister's room were gone too. And there was evidence that somebody was hiding in the sister's closet. Whoa! So now they're like, okay, this person got in probably before they got home. Stayed. And they were
1: already there. They were already there.
2: Stayed in the stayed in the room. Ransacked the the sister's room, and then when Fawn went to sleep, at some point they went in that room. Oh dang! Wow. Yeah.
1: That makes me wonder if they were waiting for
2: her sister. Well, we'll find out. Oh, dang. So, she's in there and, uh, you know, so now they f- they figure out, okay, and as they're looking through the stuff, they start analyzing, they find an army hat and they ask the father, hey, is this your hat? Is this any, is this one of your daughter's hats? No, never seen that hat before. So now there's more evidence. There's a, like an army hat that they found. And Not a
1: very smart person then.
2: Not at all. Yeah. So, you would think with all this stuff, the DNA, the fibers at least, case closed, right?
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> now, nah, what the detectives did was they handed it over to some Johnsons that just sat on it for a little bit. It's okay. Give us some time. <laughs> and this, uh, yeah, this turns into something that it should not have turned cold, into. Cold, cold, cold. It case. turned ice cold. Like, Like, they just were like, all right, move on. How cold are we talking?
1: So they had done their job. They could have solved it there?
2: Yes. And, and here's the other thing. There was a detective that was pulled mm-hmm. off the case, uh, Detective Benjamin, and he said in the beginning, before they pulled him off, I think there's multiple assailants. The way that that room was, the way the closet was, it looked like there was more than one person in the closet. So he's he's like in the amount of things that were taken, <laughs> it seemed you would need more than one person to take that stuff out unless you loaded a trash bag. But if you loaded a trash bag, all that stuff would have made it out. Yeah. Yeah. So he was summarizing that it was multiple per- people that were in the home, but the one person in the group was the murderer because it was one. Uh, it was one um, group of hair. It was one. Uh, semen sample so it wasn't multiple. multiple and it was one foreign blood sample as well so they're like well one of the persons he goes I know there's you know he kept saying it but the Johnsons were like nah it's one guy <laughs> like like they kept pushing the one guy thing and he was like nah it's multiple I have a feeling about this. So it probably seemed like they just went in
0: there to get robbed and that one person got greedy and decided to or sexually turned on and yeah. and went for
2: it. Yeah,
1: Maybe because she was fighting he killed her.
2: Yeah. And so then here's the thing, too, which as this case went cold, the stuff that did hit the media and that the police were talking to people about was that they felt it was somebody that the family knew. And the family and, and all those people in that on that in that neighborhood and on that block knew each other for the most part. Mm-hmm. So now everybody became a suspect, and everyone was looking well, at each nobody other. Nobody
1: trusts anybody.
2: Yes. So the dynamic of the block used to be block parties. I don't know if you guys remember when they would close down. Oh the block. yeah. Mm-hmm. Summertime, you know, uh, food. Everyone brings something. Yep. Pitch in. Have a good time. Throw the ball around. Talk with your neighbors. You guys used to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We do that. So so like, but that all changed. This happened. Nobody trusted anybody. Dang. So it changed the dynamic of everything. I
1: don't blame over. them. I agree with that because if you don't even know who lives in the house, you're not going to be hiding in the damn closet. You Correct. You're going to wait till like, if it's empty, then you're going to ransack it and steal whatever you want and get out.
2: That's a fact. Yeah, and the pressure the pressure was getting amped up because people had the snitches get stitches mentality like they do today. In Canada. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is in Missouri. I mean, I'm they're sorry. Missouri. It's like, <laughs> Missouri. I'm sorry. No, but no, they're uh, they they're pushing the issue, and, and they want to get this case solved. And eventually, the police were like, you know what? Someone's going to talk at some point. And so, someone did. And it was in a heist, the local high school that Fawn went to. One of the kids that went to the high school found out in the in the newspaper that some video games were missing. All of a sudden, a couple kids in the school were trying to sell some video games.
1: Mm. And they
2: knew the titles of the games, so he, that boy went to the police and said, hey, I heard these two guys right here and possibly a third one trying to hawk a camera and some video games. And the police were like, hey, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, like The
1: Johnsons reacted. Yeah, they actually reacted.
2: <laughs> they were like, that sounds familiar. So... <laughs> They started working on it. <laughs> so
0: I it, love how you get into character.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so in late August, before school restarted, because they started to hear about this stuff in summer school, mm-hmm. uh, that, that these kids had possession of some things. So they went to their homes, did search warrants on these kids, and lo and behold, and they found had it. some of this stuff. So right away, they arrested the teens. Open and shut case, right? You would think. It's done, right? I would get, Book. Them, get them all. Book, Book. Them. Book them, Dano. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, right? Case closed. We'll see you later. Play the music. We're out of here. How many years they got?
1: Honestly, that's not it.
2: That's not it. <laughs> that's that's not. not enough. Are you serious? To not say
1: it. somebody committed a murder. Come on, now. They could have gotten this crap from the person who did.
2: Yeah, because here's the problem. So once they got those kids in jail, the streets began to talk. The kid who initially said, hey, I heard these kids were hawking the games, started getting pressure about the snitches getting stitches. So when it was time to prosecute these kids and give a statement in writing, you the kid that. recanted. Oh, gosh. And decided not to uh, to, to, to say his story and say, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: What?
2: Isn't that frustrating? So
1: I hate
2: that. I get it.
0: Coming yeah, from but the, I hate it. I, I, yeah. If
1: you're going to do that, don't open your mouth in the first place.
2: Yeah, I agree, but I, I get it. So it was infuriating to not only the police but the family because they're thinking, okay, these kids were in the house. They know who did it. Which one of them is it? And they were like, fine. The guy doesn't want to collaborate his story. We're gonna we're gonna test the fibers on the hairs, we're gonna t- test the blood, we're gonna test this and that, and you know, one of you guys is screwed. You know, we're gonna go after at least get one of you guys. So they were putting the pressure on the families of these kids, they were putting the pressure on the kids. And it what it so they went to go do the DNA. None of
1: them none, none of, them. of
2: them. All of them cleared. All of them cleared. So now the police are like, all right, you little jerks, you were there. Who else was with you? There has to be a fourth guy. They're not talking. Imagine it's the one that confessed that these kids were trying to sell.
1: And he's the murderer. And he's the one.
2: Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that could have been an insane twist. That would have been a really great twist. I have a. This one has a bigger twist. A bigger twist. Than that? Than that. Yeah. This one. This what? one. This one has a bigger twist. Yeah. What's the twist? Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> You're setting it up, this man. Is, this is not a, a very Why long case. i am phase. feeling
1: that the people that did this have something to do with her sister, one of her sisters?
2: Well, we'll see. They I
1: don't were think. looking for her.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see
2: right now. Um, but they, they detained these kids as long as they possibly could. And they threatened them, they tried everything to get one to break, Nothing. and all three of them didn't, and they were all, their lawyers finally came through and got them out.
1: That's wrong.
2: And because that's petty crime, you know what I mean? Like, like even though it involved a murder, they can't, like, pin narrow, it yeah, them. they can't pin anything on it.
1: If they're not talking, then they didn't buy this off of anybody. Yeah. And if they did, they were threatened. Yep. Yep. because normally you'd be like man some dude on the street sold us this for cheap like what did we do wrong you know mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you but kinda...
1: they're just sips so they know something
2: oh yeah they know something and they're trying to push themselves as, uh, as far away as possible now one of them did go as far as saying we were there we were in the room we stole the stuff but so and so that I can't say was there with us or can't tell you his name decided to do that on his own we left before that assault happened and he even said i dropped one of the video games behind the bushes by the um what is it called the uh meter for for the electric the electric meter on the side of the house and you'll find it there cops went back and they found that game was still there months later. Oh, wow. It was still in, under the bushes. So they know he was there. And, but even with all that, you can't prosecute them.
1: But they're accessory that's to murder anyway.
2: Yeah, but you don't have the murderer. You can't prosecute yeah, that's true, them. That's true, that's true, that's true. And, they, and and technically, they're not, none of their DNA, They're those are like, they basically didn't find their fingerprints anywhere on that stuff, even though they had this stuff. Their lawyer could turn around and say in court, "Well, the murderer gave them that stuff. They weren't there. They could recant everything. You know what I mean?"
1: That is the stupidest thing.
2: When somebody says
1: something, they can take it back, and you can't do anything about it.
2: Well, see if it's on video now. But remember, they're they're not everything's videotaped either body cam today, or in interrogations. When you watch the first forty eight, everything's just right there. So if they do say something like that, you're screwed. But here, we're, we're doing it not even tape-recorded. They're not tape-recording these people. They're not? They're not. That's the Johnson thing. That's the Johnson yeah. <laughs> What kind of police department don't <laughs> record the interrogation? Listen, nothing on people that live in Kansas City, Missouri, that, you know, again, but you, th- at this time in the 80s, police, if you can go back in time, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. I see. Yeah. That's
1: so, lame. Wow.
2: Yeah. So,
0: by technicality, they're... Scott free. They're scot-free at this point. At this point.
2: Now, they're guilty in the public opinion because the police did one thing right, and that was tell the newspapers these three were involved. So their lives moving forward, and this is on them, they should have spoke up.
1: Did they have those damn parents that are protecting their kids, and even though they confess to that part, they're not going to believe it?
2: And they're not going to make them own up to it. And they're going to be fine with their, their son's... Facing the wrath of the public opinion instead Ugh. of just owning up to it. What ethnicity are there? These are all white guys. I'm sure. The family is too. Okay. So so it's a, yeah. That's the community we're in right now. Okay. Um, not that it matters. I just, no, not that it matters, but yeah. I'm this just is curious. Yeah. So, so poor Fawn, she's not being, you know, she's been laid to rest and everything else like that. And it's been months, nothing's been going on um the case once again goes completely cold and dang yeah so we're moving on to a decade now what? a decade yeah with no with no resolution what yeah so so the years start piling by damn the family stays in the same home the kids that were just blocks away from this that, that were in that house they stay there and they grow up to go through high school i could do it and um
1: damn i could not stay there and no, see their stupid I faces, see their faces all the time i'm yep. trying
0: to i'm trying to hurt well yep
1: i'm trying to hurt all of them <laughs>
2: yeah so there was no, there was no new leads in this case till 2005 so we're talking 16 years later
1: Whoa.
2: 2005 2005 when finally the department decided to uh, with advancements in dna to test the evidence uh, against the other the other kids again, to maybe you know maybe the DNA wasn't strong enough to test back then, or there's advancements. let so will see if we can rule these guys out again, mm-hmm. or or maybe one of them's a suspect. But to no surprise, not even including Benjamin, he had a feeling back then there was that th- these three weren't the, the killers. They were cleared again with further more advancements in DNA. So it, they're still leaving them out at at zero suspects at this time
1: okay but they couldn't prosecute them for at least the robbery why didn't they do anything about them if they confessed they were there they stole the stuff well
2: however they the lawyers worked it or whatever there was just it it didn't seem for prosecutors um worth it to try them yeah some good lawyers yeah, they, they, they just decided, you know what, we don't have enough evidence on them. They're, like, there was a loophole to everything they had, unfortunately. Mm. So, That's this... So stupid. This would This would hurt some of those guys, though. So, don't... I, I don't feel bad for these idiots. I'm sure you guys don't either, but they, they suffered by not getting jobs. I was about to say, couple yeah. I'm colleges sure the, turned
0: them down. I'm sure the community shut them down.
2: One of them became an alcoholic. Uh, they had family issues... Uh, with their significant others. And again, they were one of them actually moved away 20 years later cuz he couldn't stand the fact that people were still holding it against him. But it's their fault. At any point, they could have just slipped a, non- a name, even anonymously. They could have just did that. And you're going to hold it that long. How they deserved they everything with that, themselves. Yeah, they they deserved every I don't feel sorry for them in the slightest. So they know who that fourth person is. Yeah, they're, they're just kids, taking it, taking it to the grave. Their, their kids suffered because of this. Mm,
0: mm,
2: mm. They could have easily just spoke up, bro. Mm. Easily just spoke up. So now that moves us to 2018.
1: That is freaking 2018?
2: long. 19 years after the murder. God. Now this is when you know the the sleuths, the true crime. Addicts would start getting more online and, and, and you know, uh, doing forums and talking on, you know, uh, specific cases, like before, I mean, right when podcasts were starting to get hot with everything, Fawn's sister would write a detailed article about the case, trying to bring awareness on a, on a public site, and it got a lot of run, and a lot of people began to get mad that this case was still open. And that why hasn't it been solved? So they started hounding the prosecutors of Kansas City, Missouri, started hounding the police, and they were going online and pressuring the local police to do something. And what they did was they opened up a uh, a cold case unit, and this mm. was the first case that they went after. So again, the DNA would go out there, and they would try to use the same thing as a Golden State Killer, which was... Reverse genealogy. They tried to do um, uh, go through CODIS, you know, the national, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and they started doing that. And again, no hits. Nothing. They're getting nothing. And the reverse genealogy one is starting to get somewhere in 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 the public. So they're like, hey, you know what? We're gonna have to test this at some point. So they began to test the. The DNA again. They're trying to get money now because doing the reverse genealogy costs money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not the cheapest thing. And but we've seen here in California how if a department or a you know agency wants to solve a case, they'll put the money up themselves. They'll yeah. use they'll use taxpayer money. It's not even a question, right? Yeah. Kansas City, Missouri, although they knew that if they would use this new technology, they could solve the case didn't want doing. to do it. Why? They didn't want to do it. And when you hear their excuse... Maybe, um, theory, maybe yeah. it's someone
0: in the police department whose kid is involved. That's why they're not touching it.
2: No, that wasn't part of it either. Hmm. That would make sense. But the problem is, they, at this point, there's so many other cases that have popped up that they're going to do the ones that they can afford first and that they wanted to check out before this one, as high profile as this one is, they didn't want to take a stab at this. So the family decided, let's get a Kickstarter going. And since my daughter got this case in the news, we're gonna use that platform to say, hey, donations are, are helpful to get this case. So they figured it was gonna cost between 10 and $15,000, right? In two months, they got the the over $17,000. They presented the money to the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. And the Johnsons proceeded to say, hey, we got other people in line. You got to wait your turn. (laughs) So they're paying for it.
1: After 20 years?
2: Yes. They refused. They said, if we take your money then people are just going to be like, oh, well, my case is a year old. Let me give you, if they've got the cash, they'll pay for it and and move ahead of someone that deserves. So, in theory, it sounds about right, but they've been waiting 20 years. Come on, Who could
1: deserve it more than them? Exactly. Exactly.
2: And they said no. They said freaking no. Wow.
1: When you know it's been cold for this long, nothing else is solving it. This is your last resort. Why the hell is it not a priority to do that?
2: yes why are they pushing this case so cold yeah and this this kickstarter i mean look they were even getting donations from billboard companies putting up her her face and saying it's a cold case needs to be solved any information local authorities or or local businesses uh, had a reward up to twenty five thousand dollars so they were trying everything they could to get closure for this family. Like the community was coming together they're like, "Hey, man, it's been far too long, but the ones that weren't cooperating were the police. Huh. The police didn't want to do anything about it. And, and uh, so this would go on for until uh, 2020, when finally someone working at pa- uh, Parabon Nano Labs, which is that famous agency that's been solving cold case after cold case, they're not related to any police department, but they do take cases from the police. But this one, they heard that they've been waiting so long, they took the case for them, and they paid them. But like they, I think they gave them a discount or something like that. So they took it on and got the got the uh, the answer like that. Got the match. They got the match. Like like they did a reverse genealogy. And so uh,
1: all that time was just wasted.
2: Pretty much, pretty much. Let so,
1: the mother effer live his life while these people wait.
2: Yes. Mm. So here's the problem, though. In late 2020, they had the information. They gave the information to the Kansas City Police Department. And another shock back to the police or to the, uh, the people involved the in this, the family, and the public. The police weren't ready to share that information or investigate because they had other things to do
1: what the hell is wrong with them what's going on man that's what i'm talking about (laughs) we got way too many things going on here what's going
0: on man
1: we got
2: rufus's uh (laughs) wedding this weekend (laughs) (laughs) can't do it too busy (laughs) side side joke yes that
1: is so wrong
2: yep but in... Uh, These
1: bastards deserve to lose their jobs now.
2: Yes. So it took yet another year. Oh. 2021. Now, who do you think it is?
0: <laughs>
2: Dang, with all this information... Yes.
1: God, I'm between two.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
1: I'm thinking it is one of those stupid kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking... Maybe
0: it was her dad. It's a twist. I'm gonna say it was a relative, uh, probably a cousin or something.
2: Damn, you were right, Matt. What? What? It was a cousin, it was a pallbearer at her funeral. What? It was 31 year old Donald Cox Jr.
1: Wow. What the hell?
2: Yep, it was her own cousin. These wow. stupid
1: kids know it's her family and all this time. They don't... What? The,
2: now, this was devastating to the family, obviously, because it's... Sorry,
1: I suspected the dad. My apologies. But I one, just thought what would be the biggest turn.
2: A kick in the crotch. Now, some people theorize that the police may have known and didn't want to f- put more anguish on the family, but, you, but I don't think they did.
1: They I, don't were think too, so. I don't
2: Yeah. No. But... Still, they waited almost another year to tell them that it was their own cousin. Their own or, flesh and blood. Yeah, own flesh and blood who had been over to the house, knew the layout of the house. That's why the kids got in there. That's why they were able to hide. That's where they knew where all the stuff was. He, so raped, he, he raped his own cousin. So
0: he, he, dang, man. He let those three kids inside the house because obviously he knew the layout and everything. He planned it out. Yep. And then, to top it off, he killed his own cousin and raped her. Yep. And kept quiet. All this time. Knowing.
1: Going to her Going funeral, to
0: her funeral. Everything. Paul Barrow carrying her. Going to family reunions. Functioning. Kicking it. Laughing it with their family. Their Participating in fundraisers.
2: For fun. For he was 21 years at, at the. Well, 21 years old at, at the time, time. At the time. She was 17, about to be 18.
1: So he's now 42.
2: Well, let's get to that. Ooh. He had been arrested several times for robbery and drug offenses um, and for selling drugs. So the robbery was for drugs and for to, to, to sell the stuff and make money for him and his cronies. His cronies stayed loyal to him.
1: That explains why he was so sick.
2: Yeah. And this only provides more... Questions and answers to this day because of his troubled, uh, you know, he was always the the black sheep of the family and No one even thought of him. He was it was drugs and alcohol. He was always engaged in always getting into trouble and this was this was tough because When he was arrested later on and even in his teens his DNA wasn't put into CODIS because he didn't commit any of these high price felonies. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't change till later on to where after, he, you know, he had already done the majority of his crimes. That if he would have committed one of those offenses, his DNA would have been in Dakotas. Then they would have got a hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he got away with it. He, he literally got away with it because... He would die of a drug overdose in 2005. Oh come
1: on! Dang! So
2: he died year. He died way before anyone. Wow! Now here's and he,
1: when he died, those dumbasses couldn't have said anything.
2: Thank you, thank you. So it's not like this guy is is hounding them, calling them every other month, saying you better keep your mouth shut. I'm gonna kill you. I know where you live. He's dead. He's been dead all this time. He
1: was dead 15, 15 years, years before, ago they, found
0: before they found out. Yeah.
1: So did they finally prosecute these three idiots?
2: Nope. Nope. They got away.
1: Everybody
2: did not serve any time. Mm. 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 So nearly yes. 31 years oh. later, they finally found out what happened to their sister. Thankfully, the, the father and mother were still alive, so they were able to, um, closure to get them. closure. And the sisters as well, but... Some family, obviously, grandparents and stuff passed away without knowing what happened to Fawn. And again, she was one of the angels of that family. And uh, it was a pretty big family, and, and just all that time. And then you have, it doesn't say who he's related to as far as cousin, if it's the father's brother or um, mother's brother, but the rift now between them, too. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just devastated that family. Dang.
1: And would you guys want to know, like, if you knew this happened and it's been that long and then you find out and they tell you it's someone in your family, they're no longer alive, would you want to know? Yep. Is yeah. that going to give you closure yep. or is that going to torment you?
0: It's going to give me closure and I'm not going to pin what that person did on the other side of the family. I'm not going to blame the other side. Like... If it was a cousin or aunt, uncle, whatever it may be, I'm not going to say, "Hey, your cousin did this," so I don't, I don't like your side of family anymore. But at least it'll let me know what happened, so I will want to know.
2: I'm the same way. Like, I think if I knew, if, if I knew that someone in that family once I did find out and knew, then I would be pissed off. Oh, but, absolutely! But if he kept it a secret and they didn't really know, and they're just as devastated, I would, I would, I would try to mourn with them together. And try to keep the family together but if there's any inclination in my head like hey man someone probably knew or 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 maybe so and so they were acting weird all that time then yeah it would be it would be devastating but i'd want to know you know what i mean like i wouldn't want to go to the grave and not knowing but this kid lived 17 more years before he had an overdose you know and he could have said something and didn't
1: i think for me that would be hard I feel like I'd be more tormented. I'm gonna hate this bastard no matter if he's dead or not. I feel like I'm gonna suffer for knowing mm. because I will never let it go. Even though he's dead, I think that anger and that pain is gonna consume me. If I knew he's dead and he was in your family, I'd be like, Don't tell me what was.
2: Yeah. And see here's the thing, when 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 the police I think this is what angered the online community more, too, including the families. When the police found out who it was, they went back to those three idiots. And they tracked them down and wanted further questions. we were like, hey, man, look, this guy's dead. You got nothing to worry about. Tell us the truth. One of you guys has to tell us, you know, why did you guys do this? How long? And only one of them said, well, we just, you know, we cased the joint for a little bit. He said that it was his cousin and it was going to be an easy hit. And that's all they gave up. There's no other additional information, no nothing, and the online sleuths that went after this case and put all the pressure on the police, they would hound these guys, and they're still hounding them to this day. Where to, I think one of them had to change his name. Uh, you know, they had, to, they all have to go off the grid because their families are getting attacked by these people. And you know what? Usually, I would feel sorry because you don't like how that can happen. You know, to to, to anybody, you don't want to be the subject of anything. But, the, but in this, I'm putting an exception. Usually I'm against that behavior of, of hounding people like that. you all for it. Yeah, I'm when all for they're it. they're
1: innocent, yeah. it's not okay. Yeah, absolutely. But they deserve it. Yeah, they knew all this time,
2: and they were
0: protecting this guy. And even after he was dead, they were still protecting him. Well, I don't know if they felt like, well. Knowing he
1: if raped and killed his own family.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: disgusting.
0: I was just going to say, I don't know if they felt like, well, he's dead. Why even say anything now? I don't know how
2: they felt. But see, the thing is, at any point, I don't know what the, the way of thinking of these three morons was, but I, I would be under the impression, especially at the first couple of years of me getting hounded, before I even have a family and move on and stuff like that, I'd be like, you know what? We can put a stop to this if we just act apologetic They don't even have to be fully sorry. But just come out and say, Look, we were there, this is what happened, this is who's part of it, or you know, or, or just wait till he dies and say, Man, you know, we were scared of this guy. Do something Do to or makes it look like you have a conscience, and I guarantee you these people would have left him alone. But
1: Yeah, because that was their chance to finally clear themselves. Yep. And they didn't take it. He's dead and they're still holding on to it and living with their life.
2: Yeah. Instead they let it knowing fest-
1: the family struggling to get answers.
2: They let it fester another 15 to 16 more years. That's crazy. They
1: deserve more than what they got.
2: Yep. Well, at least they're guilty in public opinion. That's about it. That's the only thing you oh, take agree. out of it. I agree. But I told you this is going to be one of those frustrating cases, man, where it should have been an open and shut case yeah. like twice, you know? So there you go, right there. That's the Fon Cox case that was just solved a couple of years ago.
1: Wow. Unbelievable that it was solved
0: until our time. Wow. Yep. Well, thank you, Todd Fox, for breaking down that story of the Fawn Cox case. Uh, we thank you for that. And thank you, listeners, for listening in. Uh, we'll end it here. Uh, before we go, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type in Grinding True Crimes, and there you'll find our page. Once again, subscribe, like, and comment on our page, and we'll get get back to you as (laughs) soon as possible. (laughs) If you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, just go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine. And those outside of the U.S., continue to listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser. So with all that being said, this is another episode. With your host, Maddie Matt, along with...
1: Gabby Gab. And
0: Todd Fox. And we are signing off.
1: Toodles.
0: Peace.
2: Y'all come back now, you're here, but 20 years later, because then we'll solve the case. Not right now. We're too busy. <laughs> Bye.